Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. Welcome to this week's episode of Pursuit of the Paranormal. This week we are joined by Matt Paranormal. Uh, welcome Matt, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming along. So, uh, so we start most interviews, just a bit of background about yourself. Who is Matt and how did you get into the paranormal? Yeah, okay. So I've been doing this for just over seven years. Um, I'm self-trained in all types of communication. Um, been, I did, it took me about five years to do the training before I went and put test on faith and that I wasn't personally going to get harmed in any way. Um, once I was happy with that, I then started going to like random places or haunted places that were supposed to be haunted. Try these methods out. Yeah, some of them worked. So I figured from there, I then built a team up. Obviously, it was just me. So my team, it's got like seven or oh, 10 people now. We've got some new recruits. Um, nice. I mean, Matt Paranormal has progressed so much from when I first started it. You know, we've got a season on Amazon Prime TV. We're on Paraflix, uh, Roku TV. It, it's gone a bit mentally. I didn't expect it to go as big as it did. You know, I was just not doing it for fun, but I was doing it more to prove to myself that there was like life after death. Like, yeah. Well, you got you know, because you guys are into UFOs. And to be honest, I do believe in UFOs. But we're in the proof that, you know, it doesn't fit. Yeah. So you say about um, life after death. I'll just bring you back to that. Um, so what, what got you interested in life after death or the, the question, is there life after death? It was probably because I did a lot of mediums when I was like 17, 18. And then you know, people were coming through. And I didn't know these people, like the mediums, I didn't know them. And they were actually giving me the answers I was looking for. So that kind of like made me think, hmm, okay, maybe there is something to it. So then I tried to, well, I'm not a medium. I can't do mediumship, but yeah, I've used you were talking about mediums yeah so i mean uh, i'm unsure about mediums okay. i've had um some interesting conversations with mediums where they've got things absolutely bang on and one of them that jolene said there was no way she could have known anything about what she said to me absolutely i didn't even know to begin with until i checked with my mum is that what got you to believe in mediumships when they're, they're starting to tell you stuff that people couldn't know obviously sometimes nothing comes through to you it's always the other people but when it was your turn and the medium focused on you and they would give you the correct information which no one would have known it was a bit fascinating and it did make me think, you know, how did they know? There's only one way they could have done and that's by the spirit itself. What kind of specific thing would it need to be from a medium for them? So you, you say stuff, you say that, that, and it happened to me, stuff that people couldn't know. But is it stuff that they could have found out on Facebook or... Yeah. Social networking is a dangerous place for mediums, right? I always say to people that come to my events and stuff and they want to go and see a medium, I always say, go to somewhere, like go to Birmingham or go to a city that you've never been to and go and see a medium there, someone that would never know you. That's the only way you're going to get a positive result from it. 
Cool, that's a good idea actually. Um, so after the mediumship and the mediums, then you were seeing those when you were a bit younger. What what happened from there? Yeah, so I then started um, watching a few, few YouTube videos, uh, reading a few books about uh, different methods to contact the other side, which was through we um, spirit portals. Those were the main two types. Um, I did a Ouija board, not when I was young, I did it after watching maybe a, a good hundred videos after a few years. Um, I invited some trusted friends with me. I'm on the board with me, if they were brave enough. Um, did some calling out, it started moving. Um, and I had some family members coming through, which these other people wouldn't know who they were or anything about them. And, you know, Ouija boards, it can sometimes be the trick of the mind. You know, is it me pushing it? You know, so I had to be wary of that, but I literally, it was just like a fingernail on top and it was just, it was gliding so fast. And then the next one was Spirit Portals. Uh, wow, this one's a bad one. So when calling out in a Spirit Portal, when you get that voice of the actual person coming through, uh, it proper hits you when you can hear that family member trying to talk back to you and it's actually their voice. That that was another good one for me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Ouija boards are uh, something that I, I've dabbled with. I've had one and mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed it to keep it in the house, understandably. Um, and it wasn't until about four years ago that I even used one. I was dead against it, but um, I haven't really had much sort of success. I don't know if you call it success, but yeah. um, interactions with it. So, um, and it doesn't really scare, him, scare me anymore. Um, so you, you went from the portals and the Ouija board. Yep. Where did you go from there? After that, I purchased a decent camera and a decent mm -hmm. microphone. And the main, you know, it, this should be the only equipment you need to contact the other side, really, because no equipment is proven to actually contact. Oh. I think, but not. So, so a decent boot, a decent camera, start calling out, then the EVPs start coming through. That's the next one. Cool. So that that was going to be my one of my next questions is what was one piece of equipment that you would take to all investigations? Has to be the camera and the boom mic. Well, the microphone's attached to the camera, but you know that microphone it picks up everything, and that you know, EVPs can come through it. It'll pick up any knocking that you can hear. Keep it simple. Don't be over. Don't be overcomplicated. So what made you take the step from doing these investigations, doing your own sort of work with your friends to having a Amazon Prime show? Uh, because I had success in actually contacting the other side, I thought, why not visit these big venues like 30 Drive? Um, there's a local pub near me that they like to investigate there. And we investigated Natalie's old place as well, which is also on the season. Uh, I put all those methods to the test in those venues, got the results I needed. So I submitted all the, well, before that, sorry, I submitted uh, footage from previous investigations to Amazon to check that it was good enough, shall we say, to um, be aired and they were happy with it. So then that's when I went to the venues and started recording and doing the basics, calling out, just going around with a K2 meter, decent camera that can pick up all the sounds, and I've come out with a full season with it. So I watched the East Drive one today. Uh, so I've been to East Drive as well. Uh, it's a bit of a trek for me, but... Um, what do you reckon? In, uh, on the fence. Mm-hmm. So we, when we went, uh, me and my wife went actually, and um, 
we were there. Um, not a great deal happened in the living room. N not really anything happened down the bottom of the stairs or even at the top of the stairs, to be fair. Um, we were in one of the bedrooms. I know you guys were in one of the, the rooms um, where the marble dropped. Um, and it was quite interesting. And I was quite encouraged because at one point after the marble dropped, it was off camera. Yeah. And somebody, that... so, and, and somebody said, that's not good enough. That's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was encouraged that 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 was actually said on the episode because I know on play other famous programs that would have been a full blown episode about proof Wouldn't of the afterlife. It, so on wild that would have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that marble it really did annoy me that the camera I'd literally put it on the floor and was going to basis <laughs> to get another piece of equipment. Bang! It was it, so that that particular bedroom we caught some anomalies sort of going across the video camera and then in the other bedroom next to it um we had cat balls and the, the cat balls all, were all lighting up and the door opened or closed uh, opened um so nothing conclusive for me i'll be honest we went in the coal shed now we've got the coal shed there um and we closed the door there was three of us in there that's quite weird just mm -hmm. Went yeah. to pitch black and we, we had um like an alice box type okay. thing and it came out with a couple of i can't even remember what what it said but some of the words came up and it was just like that's that was pretty weird yeah um, but the the problem the problem i have is that it's all single events that don't make the big picture so when me, me and ash I've talked about it before that you you kind of need multiple um different sources to record yeah. the same event for you to say that that wasn't just a fluke or that wasn't just a one-off coincidence because so I know a lot of teams at the moment they're buying cctv uh portable cctv aren't they to take with them to put in each bedroom which i think is a pretty good idea because then it does a little it can debunk anything really can't it mm -hmm. you know if you can say he's in that room you know it's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, I, I, it's funny, and it, it's something that I'll ask you about. Um, I've been watching, so I run a paranormal group myself, and I, I, I join all the social media groups yeah. and Facebook pages, and there's some <clears throat> some interesting characters on there, shall we say? So I was I was on there today, and there was somebody saying I was alone in the house, and there was footsteps. There going up the stairs and there's a video there it's like well there's no context you can't prove that you're alone in the house it could that... be somebody upstairs loads of people calling them out and then people don't like it so that was one of the the next questions was um what do you look for when looking at a piece of footage or or something online what is the kind of thing based on your sort of background what do you look for to say actually that's a good piece of footage first of all i have i always debunk everything i have to go through the fine tooth comb headphones in to listen for any sound if i can hear any team members talking or if i can hear footsteps nearby it's the first thing i do that if i know there's no there i'll just i'm just watching it constantly any movements Orbs, don't believe in them. I'm not a big fan of orbs, you know, flies, bugs. They're getting mistaken quite a lot recently, so I always cancel them out. Unless it's an actual ball of light that you can see physically with your eye, then you've caught an orb. But, yeah, it, it's a hard question, that one, to be honest. But I'm always there to debunk. You know, I always go to a venue with an open mind. I'm always a skeptic going into it, even though I am a believer in the other side. I'm always a skeptic at that venue. Cool. So what would you say is your most compelling evidence that you've captured? Um, best evidence I've captured isn't actually posted anywhere, but now you've mentioned it, I might actually post it tonight. 
Uh, we were at a haunted mansion uh, in Mould. It's called Plas Teg. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's Wales' most haunted mansion. Partner, uh, we were standing to uh, heavy ornaments. Luckily, we were filming it at the time. Every time we were calling out for this Sir John, who supposedly is the person that haunts the place, this ornament, it was moving on its own. Luckily, I had a K2 in front of it, so the lights were flashing while it was moving. It's only me and her next to this ornament. So I may post that. That's the best. Like, our class is poltergeist activity that I've ever seen. The second one would be the marble. But I can't say for definite was it me walking and I've moved the floorboard. I just needed that camera. But yeah, anything that moves or any voices that I picked up on the camera that aren't team members, I'm dead happy with that. What I like about because I've been looking on your Facebook page and you do a lot of Facebook lives where you're actually out in the field, in the forest, and you just putting the camera on and just saying, we're here, this is what's happened, this is what we're doing. And I watch some of it, because some of them are like two hours long and wow, yeah. stuff. But um, yeah, I really like that that's the way you do it. Um, so what made you sort of do it Facebook Live? Do people prefer to watch sort of it as it's happening rather than yeah. like a condensed sort of highlight? Yeah, mm. a lot of followers, a lot of people like who like the paranormal, they love to watch it live because they know it's not staged. It can't be staged if it's live, you know. And I always make sure I know I'm behind the camera most of the time so that I can film the whole team while stuff is going on. So people don't think, oh, yeah, he's over there doing that and moving this. But they love a good live. I get messages saying, when are you going live next? And I'm like, well, we've just come out of lockdown, you know, so we haven't been out for a while. That live we did last week first one we've done since the actual lockdown ended but i've in my paranormal hq i've got a camera system set up there now which is going to be streaming uh live 24 hours which is going to be off the dolls uh i'm going to have some trigger objects like cat balls and the usual stuff placed around the place people are going to be able to watch through the cameras which is going to be really cool so there'll always be a live going on at some point if it's not us out and about they'll always be in here so talking about the cameras, in the background are some dolls. Do you want to talk to us about the dolls? Yeah, do you want to see them? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put a picture of this up on the uh, the podcast for people, but yeah. There you go. The one on the left, yeah. that's, that's the one that's cried, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so Annie is now in a, well, it is. It's a candle holder, but it's it's fireproof. Yeah. The clothing and her skin, it's gone really dark. I'm not sure if it's her, because she's got two demon attachments. Okay. If they're trying to set her on fire. Oh. So she's kept in there for that reason, just in case. I hope she doesn't set on fire. Really don't. No. But yeah, he's, he gets a lot of attention, obviously, because of the tears. Um, yeah, and she's just a bit creepy. Got a K2 built into her. Okay, yeah. So got a REM pod built into her as well. So, so it is, that's a bit like one of the, the REM pod bears, I thought. I thought so basically, yeah, um, a spirit tried to um, touch her or um, pick her up. Her eyes start flashing, and the um, K2 meter would start flashing as well with an alarm. Mm. And then K2 started. Like, wow. but yeah, she's a weird looking thing. But she was found in America. So her hair's all singed and a bit, yeah, weird at the moment. And she was sent over to Andy Bailey at Infrared. Yep. All the gadgets on the Wow. So for the people listening who can't see this, there are, how many dolls is that? Is that? Seven, seven, and seven, and there's a box in front. What's that box? That's a Dybbuk box. That's your what? Sorry, uh, it's a Dybbuk box. Okay, yep. Yeah, this. Do you, box. Want to ex- 
you want yeah. to explain to people what one of those is? Yeah, so Divot Box is mm. something that's probably worse than a Ouija board. Uh, they say that there is something evil inside it. This mm. one actually this one. If you open it, you get bad luck, you get this attachment to you, you could find human fingers, uh, body parts, anything. In mine, I had hair. How did you come across the box? Well, believe it or not, this one was on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not, I've heard that people buying them off eBay and it's all going yeah. horribly wrong. I did more out of curiosity than anything just to see what was in there. But this one was properly uh, wax sealed. Um, yeah. I opened this one on a special live uh, two years ago on Halloween. <laughs> at one of the venues at the Greyhound, which we filmed for Amazon. A couple yeah. of days, place got robbed. Oh. So, they them the bad luck. Wow. So, so what, what's the other dolls? What's the sort of history? How did you come about and why do you have them, basically? So these dolls, and they're quite new. These, Apart from Annie's a couple of years old, these ones I've had maybe two months. These were donated to me by some lad. His grandmother, before she died, she used to talk to them. And apparently they used to talk to her back. What I'm hoping is that, that grandmother... Has attached herself to one of these dolls. Wow. It, I haven't experimented with them yet, so they're all fresh. But I am going to start very soon and I'm going to find out to see if there is actually anything attached to them. The Emily Rose down here, these bells, you can see them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they were around a neck uh, one day. I came into the office and they were down here, not round a neck. Is this in your house? No, I have a natural office. Okay, I was going to say, because I don't know how I'd feel about having those kind of freaky dolls in my house. No, I actually have a... I can show you, this is where all the editing's done and the green screen. Cool. It's proper. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do you want to tell us a bit more about the, uh, the original, the Anadon? Is that her name, Annabelle? Annie. Um, Annie. Uh, so how, like, she says she's from America. So what's the story behind her? How did she get, like, well, why did she come over and what's the interest in her? So I actually saw her in a, it was like a charity shop that was in Pennsylvania. And I read the story about her saying that she'd been finding the burnout house. Her owners had died. Uh, So I thought, yeah, I'm going to purchase her and I'm going to get a ship over to the UK. I'm going to get all the equipment installed into her and I'm going to see if she has attachments. You know, if her owners have died with her, um, okay, there could be a good chance. Mm -hmm. Take a warm. Sorry about that. It's getting a bit dry. It's warming. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. There's lights and <laughs> yeah so <laughs> this is a weird one I'll post this one to you as well did the investigation to find out who her attachments were we had confirmation through the spirit box saying it was me when we asked did you dim the lights because the infrared lights were dimming that was shining on her? Um, my partner took a picture at that precise moment and we got two faces on camera. Uh, a woman and a man, which uh, her faces are right next to Annie at the same time. So that was my proof that those attachments are there and they are there right now as well. Annie comes out on investigations most of the time. She's coming out with us on Tuesday the forest of the damned and yeah it's more the children are more attached to her not living children the past children 
they're more attached to it, like dolls and the older generation of porcelain doll, they love that. Mm. Try and pick her up and then see the K2 go all the way to red. But the only thing that hasn't happened yet, nothing has been able to set her eyes off. And that is still my mission. So, uh, so on your investigations and, and with the doll, um, what's the creepiest thing that's happened when she's been at one of the places with you? The creepiest thing is the most obvious one, which is the tears. When she's cried just randomly and we don't know why and how and where it's coming from. Um, I've had a lot of people message me, obviously it was in the press, it went a bit wild and people saying it was condensation. So then I had to prove that by showing them that the enclosure, it's got air, can't get condensation in there. So it's all we're pouring water into its head and then there's water coming out of her eyes. Well, she's got electrics in her head. She's got lights. So if I did that, she's going to go up in flames. And then there was a couple of companies in America that wanted me to send her off to be tested. Tears, they have stained her paintwork because they were acidy tears. So acidy tears, I'm saying it, I'm, well, I'm thinking it's demonic. Which are her attachments. So how many attachments do you think she's got? Just the two people or? Just the two, and it's her two old, well, her original owners. Those are the only two that I've ever made contact with. You say you made contact. How have you made contact? This was using the spirit portal and using a normal, you can laugh at this, iPhone. iPhone camera, it did the job. Yeah. I see, I, you, you don't need fancy expensive well an iphone is quite expensive and fancy but you don't need um full-on cinema cameras and all that kind of stuff which is great um so along with the the doll has she produced anything else that you've sort of gone she's definitely evil yeah um what um age rating is this going out at you can say whatever you like. No worries. It's when she starts calling the women like bitches and cunt and fuck off. And it's her foul language. You bring a man towards her and she's okay. But then it's the women she doesn't like. Um, there has been cases of scratches and bruises. Whether or not, I, ca I can't physically prove that it has come from her. But it has happened when she's been out on investigation and somebody's come back saying, I've got a bruise while we've been in a room with Annie. What is it? And I'm saying, can't 100% say it's from her or the demons. So that's, it could be a possibility. I saw on your Facebook as well that you advertise that you can sit in the room with Annie for an hour. So what, what, what sort of gave you that idea and is that something that people took up yet? Yeah, we've had um, a few inquiries about this. So basically, it's, it's an offer for two people to spend, you know, an hour or however many hours you want in this pitch black room with, you know, a glow-in-the-dark Ouija board, <laughs> a spirit portal, and then the dolls in the background. Sounds delightful. <laughs> what, what's not to like about it? <laughs> this room, obviously, obviously, it is black. The windows are can't see through them. And if people did come to it, they'd also be filmed at the same time, so they would have a copy of their experience. So if any EVPs are picked up, then they'll be on that recording as well. But mainly it's to do like, you know, loved one sessions and stuff like that with the board. Um, I do quite a lot, like home visits and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so that's mainly the board side. And then the doll side is the spirit portal when they start talking and hurling abuse, stuff like that, when it gets a bit more interesting. 
So a spirit portal, just want to explain what that is for those that might not know. Yeah, spirit portal, it's or spirit box, it's they're all the same thing. It's it's a radio scanner at the end of the day. Um they say it can pick up a spirit's voice it's scanning that fast. Has it been proven? Possibly. I'm not one to say it has. I think it's a proven method. Um Obviously, I've had I've had voices come through which actually sound like people I know that have passed, which is possible. I mean, I don't know if you watch like Steve Huff. I've seen Steve Huff, yeah. Yeah, and his Wonder Box, mm-hmm. and the voices that he gets through that. Um, more, it's the same thing, but you know, obviously, you've got the staff in the background and. So I'm just waiting for a um, purchase a clear sweep one, which would be absolutely awesome. So anybody that does come here, you know, if they want to, they can always try and call out to a, a loved one and try and actually get their actual voice to come through and talk to them, which is something that, that can't physically be done, can it? Unless no. you use the equipment. But, yeah. So we, we, we like the spirit box, me and Ash. Um, which- pardon? Which one do you use? Uh, the SB7. Cool. Yeah. So we have done. Um, we've we've actually had some decent results with that as well. Me and Ash, and um, we've done like a remote session. So wow. we've done the S the Estes method. Okay. So I've I've been blindfolded, headphones on, cameras, in in this in my study here in the house right and i'm down in oxfordshire ash is up in manchester and so ash has been doing the the talking and the questioning and and i've been listening and then we went up to cannock chase um a few weeks ago about a month ago now i think yeah and we were standing in the middle of um castle ring and we for 15 minutes and we had some really really interesting results so um we we particularly like that particular experiment with that piece of equipment what's your favorite sort of experiment that you would do i mean the blindfolded spirit box you know you can't get anything better than that you're fully you're blind aren't you and you're concentrating on what you can hear i mean it can't get any better than that can it um and we've we've done that also done that method ourselves and it 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 can be a bit frightening at some point because when you get the words like get out or um i'm watching you stuff like that and you're blindfolded it's like okay yeah um either yeah it's that's probably the best Mm. And that's what we use. I mean, we did that on the live uh, last week. And Natalie and who else was on it? It was Natalie and it was Fiona. And it was like they were having a conversation between them. It was a, one had the man and one had the woman. And they were literally talking to each other. One had the S-Box, the other had the SP7. It's, it's, we were, there was three of us uh, when we did it. And Ash was blindfolded and had the, the headphones on so he couldn't hear anything. And one of us asked the question, can you say the names of anybody here? Wow. And Ash came out and said, Abby. And Abby was the person that me and Ash were with. And Ash obviously didn't hear the question. Yeah. But, um, That's amazing. Then we had um, another name came through to Ash saying Nathaniel. And then shortly afterwards, Ash then said, that's not me, I'm not him. Oh. Which at the time to us didn't make any sense. So we, we spoke to um, Ash afterwards and Nathaniel was one of our guests on the podcast, what? American guy. Yeah. And that was, Ash said that's who he pictured in his sort of mind's eye as to who he was after that he said the name Nathaniel. And then it came through that's not me, I'm not him. So it was as though the spirit 
or whoever was communicating with, with Ash was saying, my name's Nathaniel, but I'm not the one that you think. Yeah. Um, that was, so that was that was quite creepy. That was towards the end of the session, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, and I can lay testament to, like, like you say, that it can be a bit scary. Uh, it's the first time I'd done it, and we were out, like, in the middle of the castle ring. Um, and like I say, you're cut off to all the other feelings. You're trying to concentrate just on trying to hear the words. And, like, towards the end, when I, I, I said, like, that's enough now, the two voices kept coming through, a woman's voice and a deep male voice kept coming through. And the woman's voice was like, God, oh, God, no, oh, my God. And then I was like, nah, I'm, I'm done now. Because you, you you don't know what's going on around you. I was thinking in my head, like, Greg and Abby still there. Like, you just don't know anything that's going on. I was like, this is, I'm I'm done. I'm, I'm not listening to it anymore. Look, when we, when we put the footage back, I do regret, I do, because it, it, it was getting, it's like it's building up to something. And the, the answers were getting more, like, faster and, like, we're getting better results. But then I was like, no, I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. And then I do regret that, but it was, it was an experience. Yeah, we're in like... the middle of we're in the middle of nowhere. It was dark. It was quite creepy anyway. <laughs> and face uh... as well, and you know you've got all the effects right in front of you. It's whoa. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of um, Spirit Portal apps? No. So we we've spoken to many people on the podcast, and I think we're all of the same opinion that anything where it's it's potentially got a programmed response in there. Even if it's completely random, it's got say 10,000 words or, or whatever, whatever in there. It's only got 10,000 words. If it comes out with something that I don't believe in them. (laughs) Got a GPS built in well, so they know exactly where you are. So Mm. they'll write words to come out to make it more convincing. I'm glad you've said that most, well, everybody we've spoken to as well have also said that. You go on to social media and people are going, oh, I've got this app and it's really good. I'm just like, fuck's sake, it's not. For them as well. Some of them are like £20. It's like, wow. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I take it you don't. You don't. You know what? started i actually fell for them and i did start using them mm. and got to learn that they were a bit um sketchy and they were pre-programmed and with the gps you know you're in a graveyard and you're getting the word grave come up it's i think the thing is anything where it's programmed like there, there's a piece of software yeah and it's going to throw out only a, a set amount of words because it it can't have every single word programmed into it I think that's that's the issue. Um, and it could pick up stuff in the background, and like you say, if it knows where you are, it could could pick up stuff like. That. I think you have to eliminate any reasonable doubt. So if there's any doubt on the evidence, so like the doing it through the spirit box, mm-hmm. and like the stuff Ash was saying, there was that was crazy, and we know that because it just scans through the the white noise and sweeps. It's... The one that Sandra brings with her, she's had the aerial removed as well, so it's even better. So it can't pick up a lot of, well, it shouldn't really pick up anything. So we, we, we've been working on something. We've we've tried it a couple of times. I don't know if I've got it in, I might have it here. Um, I don't know if I have. And here we, oh, actually, I don't know. So it's something that we've we've shown on, there before this is um it goes from zero to 20 megahertz and it just produces white noise there's no radio or anything attached to it so i've just i'm working on the power side of it at the moment yeah because the batteries don't last very long but that that's one of the things that me and ash are going to try as well that would be um, is to it elim- eliminates all radio so it's purely white noise so Boy. we We'll see if you get any results off that. It's a bit of noise when you're out doing uh, like the Estes method and you've got a bit of Elton John coming through at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that can be a bit off-putting at times. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the most haunted place that you visited? 
Yeah. The, the most haunted place I've ever done is Walton Hall. Walton, Liverpool. Um, I don't know if you know the history on Walton Hall, but it was. Um, I've got a campaign on my page where I'm, I'm trying to save the building, basically. It's been taken over by all that. I just, it's a great two-listed building. They're going to let it fall down naturally, build property over it, make money. But, yeah, Walton Hall. There's a, a woman there. She fell over the banister. She died. She always makes herself known. You can hear her whispering on the staircase, talking. We actually filmed an episode for Paraflix there, which we had to short at the end because we were down in the cellar, calling out to the monks. Uh, we came up the same stairs and found a hammer had been placed on the top stair with no one else in the building apart from the team, which were all accounted for on the camera. Wow. But... Another time there, blind Ouija board session, and you hear footsteps running along the dance floor, which I will, I will send you that clip if you want to hear it. Mm, absolutely, it's picked up on the microphone. You can hear it. It's really good. That's my place. So, if there was anywhere in the world where you'd love to go and investigate where would you go Ooh. um wouldn't dracula's tower be one <laughs> yeah just yeah dracula real <laughs> oh, i reckon dracula's tower what is the um what do you think is the single most credible paranormal case? What do you think uh, has been the best one? I say the best. But... As in the one I've done? Or... No, just in general. So my, for me, the, the one that's most compelling for me is the Enfield haunting. I okay. absolutely love that. I love that Polgeist case. Um, and I just wondered... Yeah, if if you had a case or or a story or or something that you've gone, you know what? I love that. I don't know why, just love it. I'm a massive fan of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Okay, uh, I love you know exorcisms and anything demonic. That's what I specialize in. I love the dark side to the paranormal world. Anything I know that can cause harm, make stuff move, I'm all for that. Conjuring and films like that, you know, they are based on true events that they have. Ed and Lorraine Warren, I'm a big fan of their work and what they've done. Cool, cool, cool. So, um, so that's that's a load of stuff about paranormal and, and what's got you in there. What are your thoughts on any other? So we we talk about the paranormal. We talk about ghosts. We talk about ufos we talk about bigfoot we talk about cryptids and we the more people we speak to the more a lot of these people are crossing over we've had ufo investigators getting into paranormal or have had paranormal experiences in a young young age we've spoken to paranormal investigators that are now looking at ufos we've had um people that believe that some of the sort of demons are actually aliens um what what's your take on all of that do you think there's a connection between these these kind of phenomena okay so my belief is you know a demon is someone that hasn't accepted they're dead okay. demon you know when you die you have a choice uh, reincarnate in the spirit world it, the choice is yours and the ones that don't accept they're dead they're the nasty ones, they're the demons they, you're the dead so if you're going into their premises they think you're trespassing and they want you out so that's why they're the way they are um, yeah so I, I think it's all about 
about choice. You know, me and you, we could be on our seventh life and we don't even know. And regarding the UFO part, you know, I am a, I am a believer in UFOs. Mm-hmm. I do sometimes sit down, I do stare at the sky. And so I don't think they're demons. UFOs, it, you know, the aliens and stuff, they are something different. And the, I do believe them. It's when you watch NASA TV live and they start cutting the feed because something goes across the camera and they don't want you to know about it. Yeah, that's enough for me. That is, if NASA happens to do that, yeah, you know, I'd love to see. So, as we're talking about UFOs, um, you are coming to our conference that we announced last week, um, the UFO Identified Minicon that's taking place on October 9th, and you are coming along and you're bringing Annie with you, I believe. Can all see the um, the strange girl? Yeah. You can see her eyes and, yeah, just you can take her if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, listening to the speakers as well, because I've never really spoke to anybody about UFOs. So I'm interested in listening to that part of it and seeing, like, from a professional's point of view, like, what goes on and what they think and... Gonna be really. I'm really looking forward to it. It's gonna be really cool. Yeah. What well, one of the talks we've got is um, going to be on remote viewing. Yeah. Um, is that something that you sort of locked into? So it's kind of UFO related. It's kind of paranormal related. It's where people can obviously like either project themselves or view different location from different location from where they are. Is that something you looked into or had any sort of belief in that people can remote view? Never really looked into that at all. No. But that's quite an interesting one. Yeah, it could be. Never, never really thought about it, but you've got me thinking now. I think, I think uh, as we've been doing this podcast, we've uh, we've sort of discovered topics that we never in a million years would have even considered. And then you actually talk to people about it and you hear you have things to put forward and you think, oh, well, that could be a thing. It's like, it's just... That's how has we I've been doing the podcast nine months now and my literally I mean I was open minded anyway. Um but now it's just like I can't even it's some of the stuff you told me a year ago that I'd be talking about this or sort of having a belief in or open minded to this these different areas of the paranormal. I'd be like, no, no way. There's no chance that's a thing. But now it's like, well actually it is. And there's just like literally so much out there that just don't it's- know. It can be a bit like sad sometimes when you say like people ask what you do and you say you're a paranormal investigator and then they start laughing at you. Do you do you think that's um, it's more of like a credible answer to give, uh, and I mean that in the nicest sense, than it maybe would have been ten fifteen years ago? And you you'd say before the internet and before social media, and you say oh I I look for ghosts. Or I, I look into the paranormal. I think now it's probably more acceptable after programs like Most Haunted have probably Boylton. Yeah. So they, I've got my views on Most Haunted, but from a positive spin on things, they have brought the whole subject to the masses. Certainly in the UK, I think. Um, but apart from that, I don't think they've done done it any favors personally um but so the few that are um streaming most nights that are putting these ridiculous titles saying they've been chased out of the forest by a monk and i'm still commenting they never reply saying have i missed the monk i never get to see it yeah there's there's a couple of investigators um that they they've banned me from their pages because (laughs) I, I call them out on stuff, and I uh, and I don't do it in a trolling way, but I just say, show me properly, show me the evidence. And yeah, we called a hater. They're doing their job properly. They should be proven to us that they have seen it and it is real. Whereas, what's the point in going out? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so 
on that kind of note, what would be the best advice for somebody looking to go out for the first time on a paranormal investigation? What should they expect? What should they take? And what would you say they should experience? Yeah, well, when we start putting the events back up, um, because lockdown is now finished and we can get to some sort of normality, I always invite at least 30 guests to come with us to a venue. Um, newbies or done it before, doesn't really matter. The only piece of equipment I ever tell them to bring is a torch. Bring your eyes, your ears. They're the best pieces of equipment. Um, you may expect something to happen. It probably won't, to be honest. You know, you can't always have something happen on the night. It's, you know, it's the luck of the draw at the end of the day. If the spirit wants to communicate, it will communicate. If it doesn't, it's classed as a quiet night. Everybody has them. If you didn't have a quiet night, then there should be some serious problems with that team because you don't get activity every night. But yeah, anybody that wants to come along, they are more than welcome. We'll have some great venues um, listed very soon. Um, as soon as, you know, we can literally, so, so we can get out there. Obviously, Wales, it's still a bit hit and miss. Our government's a bit behind, should we say. You want to tell the listeners what your shows are called, where they can find and where they can find you on social media. Yep. So if you go on to Facebook, that's our main uh, social network page. It's at Matt Paranormal Official. Uh, we've got a website on there as well, which literally all the information is on our Facebook page. That's the main one I use and post all my stuff. But we're on Instagram, Twitter. I even think TikTok's on there now as well. Not that. Come to the Facebook page because that's where all the lives are and all the exclusives, should we say. Come and have go. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for taking the time to uh, come and chat to us. I'm looking forward to meeting you in October at the UFO Identifying Minicon. Yeah. At night. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, maybe we should do a... Um, blind spirit portal session yes we should yes we should we'll talk about that afterwards then pursuit of the paranormal with ash and greg